Welcome in. Welcome in. Welcome to part three of the Well-Balanced Dad Diet. I'm super excited to be with you again. It's been a minute since I recorded. I recorded the first two back-to-back. Took a little bit of a break. Kind of focused on getting everything written and put together. And now we're back because I realized I didn't have a video for this and it releases on Friday, May 12th. Welcome in. And here we are. You notice my getup's a little bit different. I'm rocking my upward sport shirt. This is a shirt I wore while coaching uh, flag football. And I'm really excited. If you're watching on YouTube, you likely see the dog in the background playing with his bones. So if you hear something drop on the floor unexpectedly and it makes like a loud, almost kind of like shattering noise because it hits the plastic on the ground behind me. So, welcome. So, so far with the Well-Balanced Dad Diet, we have talked about the tool bag and small steps. To recap those, the Well-Balanced Dad Diet pretty much is just a way for you to gain tools to put in that tool bag of yours as a parent. Um, it's a first-hand perspective from my point of view on parenting and what it takes to be a well-balanced dad. And uh, it's 12 parts, part three, so we still have quite a few more to go. These are going to be coming out throughout season three, which did recently launch with a interview with Anthony Ray uh, from Dad Can We Talk. Also coming up next week, we will be ta- sitting down and talking with Erin from the Divorce Divorcee Dish. And it's a really cool blog that she has over there. So go and check that out. Divorceedish.com. It's really cool. Erin's uh, a great person. It was great talking to her. It was a lot of fun. So first, as we get in here with realistic expectations, I want to ask you, where does your self-perception lie? Where are your expectations of your kids? Where are your partner's expectations? Where is your dog's expectations? Where are your hobbies and interests? Where are the expectations of all other things you were you attach an expectation to? Are they too high? Are they too low? Are they right where they need to be? Or do they not need to be there? It's really interesting to think about. When you go back, you take a look at, where's my expectations? Where am I attaching expectations? Things that I really shouldn't be, or I have too many expectations uh, attached to this thing, to this person, to this situation, and uh, you just end up getting let down that way. And we end up letting other people down that way and then feeling worse about ourselves. We make promises we can't keep. We over, we under, we under deliver and over promise. We get in trouble with work when we do that. And we just set the bar far too high. We know we're not going to meet it, which can then lead to burnout and just not feeling great about yourself. If you haven't read the book, I recommend The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. I recommend it for a couple reasons here. A, it's one of my favorite books. B, it really helps you evaluate where your where your fucks are. For me, that also meant seeing what I cared about. Specific items, people, and expectations. And if the energy that I'm putting into them is genuinely what it deserves for what I'm getting out of it. You gotta get out what you're gonna put in. That's how it is with everything. You're gonna get out of it what you put in. Sometimes, you might be putting in too much and not getting enough out. Realize that. We have to level our expectations that you have for your job, for yourself, for your partner, for your kids if they aren't being met. Probably because your expectations are too high. And likely, are you putting higher than necessary expectations on these things? Your job, yourself, your partner, your kids? If you answer, your expectations are likely high. And you have too much of the wrong kind of negative energy invested. It's time we lower those expectations, remove the pressure, and reinvest the energy into the realistic expectations that genuinely serve you where you are today. 
again, going back to small steps, you got to remember, we're going to meet ourselves where we're at today and every day going forward. We're not going to worry about where we're going to be because we're going to take steps to get there. We're going to set goals along the way. We're going to talk about goals and goal attachment here later, but not really so much today. Uh, our first challenge comes right out of the gate here. We're starting hot. We're starting fresh. We are starting earlier with these. I know. Stay calm. If your expectations and where you are right now aren't where you want to be, challenge is to meet yourself where you are. See what I did there? Don't get upset that your expectations they might be skewed. Energy might be in the wrong place. That's okay. Meet you where you are. Do that. Simple. Simple reevaluation and be honest with yourself. It's okay if your expectations are too high in one area versus another. There's nothing wrong with that. Now you have to accept who you are and where you are, where you're at, and where the expectations lay and stand. Like, where do you stand with you? Where do you stand in regards to your expectations? Again, it's that inward reflection, which is what the well balanced diet diet is all about. It's an inward reflection of yourself. But how do you do that? Like, I know it sounds great in theory, but where do I start? If you're like me, you have no idea. Let's say, for example here, start with the expectations of your partner and significant other. If you have one. Do they know what you expect from them daily in terms of loving you, showing you love and affection when it comes to household responsibilities and all the things that go on within the home? Do they know your expectations that you might feel they are they aren't meeting. You must have excellent, excellent communication skills. You'll have a seamless relationship if you're here. You're likely searching for ways to get there. That's, again, if you're here with me today, you're likely searching for that. You're trying to figure out where is that disconnect? Why aren't they, you know, meeting my needs? Well, do they know your needs? Do they know your love language? Do they know how to love you? Do they know what kind of affection that you need and want and desire on day to day? Do you communicate those needs? Are you open about those needs? Are you transparent? Are you honest? Are you honest with yourself? So many questions that you can be asked, but it's the same question. It all comes back to you. It comes back to you as the person. If you answer no to any of these, and if you feel like you expect your partner and you aren't being satisfied by them in whatever way, do they know what you need and what you want? The answer is no. Probably drop down those expectations or tell them what you need from them. Have that conversation. It's a raw, honest, hard conversation. But it's going to be worth it on the other side. Got to be realistic about where things are now. Lower the expectations so that you can build everything back to a more, to be more assertive and reach levels beyond your current expectations. I know, sounds great, right? But remember, you cannot control what you cannot control. This includes your partner. For me, I highly recommend it would be best to avoid controlling your partner and everything they do. I view that as something probably not the best thing to do. You should, however, always be loving, kind, accepting of where they are. When they fail you or themselves or the kids, the home, and their job, you got to be supportive in all of those moments. Like you and I, they are also human. So it's very important to remember these things. You married or you committed to an imperfect person. That will always be imperfect. This person comes with their own baggage, with traumas, with things they have overcome. 
and things they're still working through and new things that they experience that cause new emotions and feelings and things that they have to work through on a daily basis. You chose them. They chose you the same. They're going to fail. You're going to fail. They're going to fall short of expectations. You're going to fall short of expectations. You should never beat them down. Figuratively, of course, for doing so. You shouldn't do it literally either. You should pick them up, dust them off, communicate about why things happen, and have an honest, loving, accepting, and forgiving conversation. I feel like that's huge. You have to just remember that they're a person, they're human, and they're going to mess up just as much as you mess up. Heck, if you're a dad and you're listening to this, you probably mess up more. I'm not pretty great that way. But, hey, no one's perfect. No one. Remember that. But so what about my kids, man? What about these dang kids? I have to teach these kids to be wise, do good in school, be athletes, be the best kids out there at everything they do. They got to do this. They got to do this. I got to teach them how to be good good humans. I got to do this and this and this and this and this and this. The list goes on and on and on. It's an endless list. It's like you just took out a scroll and that's everything you need to teach your kids. Stop. No, you don't. Seriously. No, you, you don't. Drop the expectations in school for them to be the perfect student. Drop the expectation for them to be a star athlete, to be the star of whatever extracurricular they're doing. The only thing they should be getting out of these is mental, physical, and more mental development and getting the most out of it emotionally as well. They should be having fun, being a kid, enjoying life. There will be enough expectations on them socially, mentally, emotionally, physically, in school and sports, and throughout every other aspect of their life, the same as yours. The last thing they need is more pressure to perform from their parents, to go to a higher level, to make them happy or proud, where they put their whole value and worth defined by what you think of them if they're meeting your expectations. You should just be proud of them for doing it, working hard to be there. You should be supportive, loving, kind. When they ask for additional help to get to those levels on their own accord, then we do so. We meet them where they're at. We do that. We give that support with love, kindness. Our kids should be happy proud of themselves for their performance, their roles, and what they're doing. And they should know that we're going to show up, support them, and be there for them every step of their progress and every step of the way. Like, man, that was so simple. But we can talk about the good, and we can talk about the praise and the support and love we're going to give them. What about when they fail? When they don't meet their own expectations? That... Or they might not be flowing with the status quo they have set for themselves that we've learned to know for them when they're just not themselves, when they're just kind of off, off the game a little bit. What do you do? Well, same thing that you would do with your partner or yourself. You love them the same. You won't be disappointed in them. You meet them where they are. You 100% go to them. I talk about this in my day-to-day job. I work in mental health. A lot of parents. We have to meet our kids where they're at. We can't expect our kids to come to us all the time. We have to go to them. I gave this reference. So I think it's a perfect reference. It's a biblical reference, so bear with me. The parable of the 99 and the one. The sheep, shepherd, had 100 sheep. One sheep was gone, disappeared, vanished. Couldn't find it anywhere. It wasn't with the other 99. Shepherd left the 99 to go find the one. And then again, the prodigal son, when he came back home, father ran to him, gave him love, forgiveness, everything he needed. He still loved them, that love never stopped. Same for our children. 
they leave or then come back. We're going to run to them. We're going to love them. We're always going to search them out. We're always going to try to find them. We're always going to try to build them back up. We're going to support them in their failures, their wins, and everything they do. And it's going to help if you're their biggest fans and cheer them on every step of the way. Never should you share that disappointment with them. They're going to be disappointed enough in themselves. However, you got to validate it. you got to talk about it with them. Help them overcome in those moments. Ask them why. Why do they feel that way? Where do they feel like they failed? Where, what expectations did they meet? Why are they feeling the way that they're feeling? Talk about it. Have that conversation. Okay, so we've talked about our partner, kids, and expectations that you may have attached to them. What about you? What about you as a person? What about these expectations for myself? Where I feel like I'm failing over and over and over again. I'm falling short, not meeting, and I feel like a failure. One of the most beautiful things about being a dad, a man, a parent, and a human is that you feel this way. It's truly beautiful. It's a, such a complex set of emotions because we attach so much value and care to these things. And beyond that initial failure is why you feel you failed in someone or something you care about. That's what makes it beautiful. It's meaningful. It means your heart, your soul, the people, and things that truly matter and bring you value right there in front of you conversely you could feel you failed them because someone or something told you that you failed yet it doesn't feel as bad likely that thing or person probably doesn't carry that much value to you as the other things do for those things let it go pay it no mind it doesn't deserve any energy whatsoever you really just have to let it go because what what is it serving you how is it serving you how's it helping you probably not i'm going to tell you right now it's probably not you know, so there's no point in really paying all the attention. Again, that's the beautiful thing here. Is that when you feel like you failed, that failure comes from a place of caring. It's meaningful. It means your heart, again, your heart, your soul, people, things that truly matter and bring you value right there in front of you. That you have this heart, these feelings. This expectation of yourself to not let those people down. You don't want to fail them. We don't. No one wants to fail. Failure is not. Been trained and taught our whole lives that failure is not okay. My age, if you're in your, almost thirty, or you're in your thirties, or you're a millennial of any kind, you get it. You get that failure was taboo. Don't fail. Failure is not an option. Failure is never an option. I don't want to get rah-rah motivational speaker, but failure's okay. There's nothing wrong with failing. It's part of learning. You can't learn anything unless you fail, struggle. Failure's going to be part of the equation, and it makes us better because we learn from that failure. Again, it's another one of those amazing parts of being human. Second challenge here. Last one here. Stay patient. Seriously, that's it. Be patient. Patient with yourself. Be patient with your partner, your kids. Of course, with yourself. With yourself, have some grace. Forgive yourself. Be kind to yourself. The same thing that you would give to others. That grace, that forgiveness, everything. Give it to yourself. It's okay if you need that as well. There's nothing wrong with that. You need that. You're human. That's the challenge. So we reflect on the self-assessment. On reflect about ourselves. Have to remain kind, loving, forgiving toward ourselves. Evaluate our expectations. Evaluate the expectations of those around us. 
those that we hold close near and dear. Don't beat yourself up. Seriously, I want you to dwell on it. Dwell on it. Think about it. Ask yourself why. Why? 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 Get down deep. Dig. Dig. Dig that hole. You dig plenty of holes in your day-to-day -day life with talking and all that, but dig. Take that shovel. Dig into yourself. Dig down for yourself. It'll be worth it. You know, forgive yourself. Move on. Be better. Learn. Don't beat yourself up over failure. It's going to take consistently showing up for yourself by doing it for yourself. And then we can do it for others. Okay, the absolute last part here. A couple of thoughts, last thoughts here. I'll let you guys go. Control. Control is like robust. As humans, we crave control. If you ever heard the serenity prayer and phrase from uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, control what you can control. I mentioned it earlier. You can control yourself, your feelings, your thoughts, your expectations, and how you react to those around you. And you make those conscious choices and you control all those things about yourself. You can also control what and who is in your circle of interactions. You can add value and remove things that aren't adding value. You can control where you put your fucks, your energy, and where you let your expectations be. You can either keep your expectations up here or you can lower them to a realistic level. Remember, you can't control your partner. You can't control your kids to an extent. And you can't control everyone you interact with on a day-to-day -day basis. Some of that's out of your control. Most of it's out of your control. All you can do, be kind, loving, supportive, forgiving, and open to others and meet them where they are. Love them where they're at. They're not perfect. They're humans. And finally, in conclusion, I gave you two challenges that I know you can complete. We discussed where your expectations lay with your partner and how you can reevaluate them. We did the same when it came to our kids and when it came to ourselves. It all boils down to something simple. To love, kindness, understanding, forgiveness. Really, it really does boil down to something that simple. Show love to others and yourself without expectations. Be kind to those around you that you love and care about and those you interact with because it's free. Be understanding to everyone. Don't judge. Be willing to meet someone where they're at and have some empathy. Lastly, 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 so like five times now, forgive yourself, partner, kids, your peers, your friends, and your family. Because we're all human. We all fail. We all make mistakes. We're all going to learn and grow. And it truly is that simple.